May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. So before I start my sermon, Chris and Stephen, I've never heard that hymn before. It is gorgeous. It's a beautiful hymn. Thank you. And it touches on a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today. So that's how the Holy Spirit works, right? I didn't know he was choosing that hymn. He didn't know what I was going to preach about. So have you ever had a day where things didn't go the way you'd planned? (laughs) Where perhaps you felt frustrated or even angry that life disrupted all you'd hoped your day would be. Or perhaps all that you thought you'd get done. Or maybe that you wouldn't do anything. Where a day of rest turned into a day of what seemed like endless tasks and work. where your expectations of the way things would go were not met, and in fact, they were dashed against the rocks of futility. Have you ever had a day like that? Well, recently, I was musing about a series of days that had gone that way for me, and musing is very, very inaccurate. I was railing at God. Dave and I take a walk every morning, and what I've found in my own spirituality is that rather than sitting quietly in a, in a closet to pray, which Scripture commends, I sit, if I try to sit quietly to pray, more often than not, My mind goes everywhere, and I don't pray, and I get frustrated, and I feel like I'm a failure. Have you ever had that experience? So what I've discovered over many, many years of experimenting, that the best way for me to pray is to pray when I walk. Because for me, I'm a kinesthetic learner, so if any of you know about the different styles of learning, if you're educators, you know that all of us learn different ways, and all of us... Um, respond in different ways to learning. And for me, the rhythm of walking settles my mind and I can pray and I can listen. Works way better for me than sitting quietly with a candle burning and a Bible in my lap, although I do read my Bible. But if I want to have quiet prayer time, the best thing for me is walking. So I was having this day where I was walking and I was experiencing those frustrations of things not going the way I wanted them to go. And I was crying out to God, kind of fish-shaking. I'm really good at that. Kind of saying, help. Would you heal me? Would you reveal to me what's going on, what I can do, and how we can make this better? Will you show me your will? And God gave me this unbelievable clarity. Sometimes when I pray, I don't get an immediate answer. I'm sure you're used to that kind of feeling. 
But this particular day, as I walked along, I got pretty much an immediate answer. Once I stopped shaking my fist and crying out to God, the answer came. And what I got was clarity. My problem, the thing that I was struggling with, both emotionally and spiritually, were unfulfilled expectations. We're living where I was living with expectations that I felt should have been and needed to be met, rather than living a life of expectancy. I want you to think about this distinction between expectation and expectancy. So as I walked along, it was, why aren't you fixing this, Lord? And God's answer was extremely challenging to me and continues to be, by the way. The response I got was, you need to die to yourself. You need to die to yourself. This sounds simple, and it is a simple command, but it's no small thing. So as I walked, I thought, okay, so I need to die to myself. Thanks a lot, God. (laughs) So I need to die to my needs. I need to die to my fears. I need to die to my hopes. I need to die to my dreams. I need to die to my questions. I need to die to my doubts. I need to die to my loneliness. I need to die to myself. Did you notice anything about the list? My, my, my. There's this great scene in the cartoon, Finding Nemo, and it's these seagulls, and and the seagulls are flying around, they're going, mine, 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 mine. What God was saying to me was, your ego is getting in the way. You have expectations Rather, rather than living in expectancy of what might be. And God challenged me in that moment to pick up my cross and follow him, to die to myself and follow Christ. Now, our gospel reading today was a great fit for what I'm experiencing right now spiritually, and maybe some of you are too, this having to die to oneself. Because here they are. Here's the disciples. They've just come back, having been sent two by two by Jesus. And they have all these great stories, but you can bet that they're exhausted. They've been out evangelizing and telling the gospel story and healing people and doing all this ministry. And Jesus says to them, let's go across the way and have some quiet time. And the gospel tells us, They were so busy and so inundated by people that they didn't even have time to eat. So maybe they were going to go to Carl's Jr. and pick up a burger, too. So they go in the boat, and they go across, and guess what? The crowd anticipates where they're going, and they meet them there. And I want you to notice what the gospel says, what our reading today says. It doesn't say Jesus threw up his hands and said, why don't you just leave us alone for a couple of hours? 
Don't you see we're exhausted and hungry? It doesn't say that. What he says, what it says is he had compassion on them. Jesus had compassion on them. His servant's heart, his love for people, his desire to meet their needs overrode his own needs. Overrode his own desire. His need for quiet, his need for rest, his need for food. And he taught them many things and loved them. And it went on, and they followed him wherever he went, and he healed people. He healed everybody, according to Mark, in this passage. When he most, and the disciples most needed rest and refreshment, compassion overtook his need so that the people's needs could be met. Cross-carrying, dying to ourselves, challenges us to do the same thing. To let go of our expectations of how things should go, that word, should. (laughs) And instead, live in expectancy of what God might have for us in the moment. How might this challenging day, this difficult person, this episode in my life, how might that situation bring me closer to Christ and and bring Christ closer to me? How might I show compassion when all I want to do is take a nap (laughs) or grab a bite to eat? How might I die to myself and my expectations in order to serve in the name of Christ? To die to oneself, to pick up one's cross and carry it, seems kind of like, especially when I was crying out to God, it seemed to me kind of like a cold word, like, great, you know, more burden. Thanks, God. That's just what I was asking for, is more burden. But then, as I continued to walk, and God gave me this word of dying to myself, letting go of my ego, letting go of my expectations, he he finished the word. And what God said to me was, he reminded me of the passage from Matthew that I don't have to do this on my own. I don't have to die to myself and carry my cross on my own. Because Jesus in Matthew at one point in chapter 11 says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what God was saying to me in this was, you've got to die to yourself, Karen. You've got to pick up your cross and carry it. But guess what? You get to give your cross to me. You get to give your burden to me. Give your burden to me, Jesus says. I'll take it from you. 
And then you carry Christ, you carry me with you into the next adventure I have for you. What a beautiful fulfillment of the gospel that even though I'm going through this tremendous struggle and this fighting within myself over my expectations, that Jesus says, let it go. (laughs) Let me have it. And I'll give you more than you hope for, more than you're asking for, and it'll be easy and light. Letting go is a hard thing. It can be scary. And I want you to know that this this word from God to me, to die to myself, and to pick up my cross and carry it, and to allow myself to give Jesus the burden. This is going to be a spiritual practice that I'm going to be working on for many, many months, maybe years to come. This is not an easy thing to sustain, to maintain in one's day-in, day-out life. And I know that. But it is so much better than allowing my ego to dictate what I think life should be like. A friend of mine has likened to the, the ego to the nasty little troll that lives under the bridge of your heart. <laughs> the nasty little troll that lives under the bridge of your heart. The voice that says, well, that's not fair. You should be able to, da, 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 you know? The, the voice that gets you all riled up because things aren't going right for you. Things aren't going right for me. And the message that God has given me in this, in this struggle that I'm experiencing, and I think that's in this gospel lesson, is you don't have to struggle. Give the struggle, give the burden to me, Jesus says. And I'll take it, and I'll give you rest. The challenge and the blessing both is to let go of our expectations and live expectantly. Live with an eye to see where the next blessing is, to see, to look for Christ in every person that we come in contact with, in every situation we find ourselves in. Have you ever had a day that doesn't go as planned? (laughs) God's challenging me personally to live this sort of life where I die to myself and pick up my cross and carry it. And maybe today God's challenging you to do the same thing. But as we do that, it's really important to remember the other piece of the puzzle, the other piece of dying to oneself, and that is that Jesus is right there with us, willing to carry the burden for us so that we not only live life less burdened, but we live life to the full.
I came that you might have joy and that your joy would be full, Jesus says. It's a paradox. We have to die to ourselves so that we can live into this promise of all Jesus has for us. And I ask that today you pray about it and you think about whether the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about perhaps taking this opportunity to die to yourself and allow Christ to more fully be embodied in who you are and and in your life and in your ministry. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.